It's a common sense recap of the big stories. It's Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC. Is Mr. Dershowitz on you? I understand. We just got him. Uh, the great Professor Alan Dershowitz, Harvard Law School emeritus professor, also has a great new book, The War Against the Jews. Uh, professor Dershowitz, a uh, huge news to get to. Let's first get to uh, the fact that Claudine Gay, the president of Harvard, has resigned, forced out. Your reaction? Well, she was forced out. There's no question that she began to lose the support of some board members. And without unanimity, she really couldn't stay on. But this is only the beginning. She's still left behind the legacy that got her appointed DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion, which is the opposite of meritocracy and the opposite of uh, judging people on the merits. And so unless we can get rid of this uh, bureaucracy, uh, in which the world is divided into two groups, the oppressed and the oppressors, and the oppressed can do no wrong and the oppressors can do no right, we're still going to have a problem. She was a symptom of that, but the big problem still exists. But Harvard is better off, universities are better off, the United States and the world is better off. And so uh, with her being gone, and so I'm very glad it resulted in that. Now, I mean, are you okay with her staying on teaching the students? And- Here's my feeling on that. I want to have an objective uh, assessment of her scholarship by people who don't have a dog in the fight, either people who are on her side or against her side. I want to see Harvard appoint a committee of three very distinguished scholars, maybe perhaps former presidents of a university, uh, who have no uh, subjectivity on this, who are completely objective, let them look at her scholarship and make the kind of decision that would ordinarily be made. Would it be uh, a secret vote? <laughs> no, I think it should be a public. I think it should be a public report, uh, not just a vote. It would yeah. be should be a report where they go through each of the allegations. There are some that are serious and some that are less serious, and um, you know it, it has to be studied in great detail. That's what happened. Uh, with other people. I represented a student who was charged with plagiarism, and he almost lost his uh, ability to go to medical school. We took it to federal court. We won the case. But, uh, you know, Harvard has applied very, very tough standards to students, much tougher than they originally applied to a president. And, of course, as she left in her letter, she blamed everybody but herself. She blamed racism. You know, somebody sent me a very funny spoof it took apart her letter of resignation and said this part of it was plagiarized, this part of it was plagiarized. (laughs) (laughs) She plagiarized her acknowledgments in her, you know, PhD thesis. You know, the one thing you love if you're an author is to write acknowledgments from the heart. You know, my wife has been so supportive of me and corrected all my errors. I love writing those things. The idea that you borrow the acknowledgments from somebody else shows that she just didn't have she has she she doesn't have the internal clock that motivates her. Even her testimony was written for her. It was scripted for her. And Stefanik tore it apart. Um, but, Stefanik from Harvard too. So you know Harvard versus Harvard, and Stefanik won. Professor, uh, this is Rudy Washington. Uh, d- does she have tenure? She has tenure, and she was the dean. She did a terrible thing as dean. She fired Ron Sullivan, one of the great lawyers in America who was the, used to call him the master, they can't use that word anymore, he was the dean of one of the colleges, and the first African-American dean, and he got fired uh, because he represented Harvey Weinstein. Hey, that's not a reason for firing somebody. Um, I represented worse people. I represented worse people. 
And then she also fired a guy named Fryer, another African-American professor who was very conservative and did a study of actual police shootings uh, in a city. I forget which city it was in the Midwest and came to the conclusion that race was not a major factor in the use of police. Yeah, that was, was that around 2020 or 2019? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah I yeah. saw it. Professor yeah. Fryer. And, and uh, he got suspended um, by her. Wow. So she's never mm. been a big advocate of freedom of speech. She discovered free speech when hate speech was directed against Jews. Until that, oh, my God, you know, you can fire people for all kinds of reasons involving free speech. So it's a good thing for Harvard that she's gone. She was never qualified to get the job in the first place. And now I think they have to really hire the most qualified person. They should look around for, you know, Albert Einstein, if they could get him back. Uh, but somebody... <laughs> who is so above reproach um, uh, has to become the president of Harvard to send the message that we believe in meritocracy. We believe that hard work. And by the way, meritocracy helps poor people, helps African-American people, helps minorities, helps uh, uh, Hispanic minorities. It's, it's a way up. It's a way of it's what's fair and square. catching up uh, with people who have fancy na- names and fancy families and fancy backgrounds. Look, when I went to Yale Law School, I came from Brooklyn. Nobody in my family had gone to college. I had no contacts. Everybody in my class was, you know, on the Mayflower. And um, I, the only way I could succeed was to get better grades. But now they've abolished grades in many schools. And everybody gets an A, which means nobody gets an A. Yeah, fair and square. Um, I, before we let you go, Professor Alan Dershowitz, your reaction to the fact that now um, President Trump has also appealed uh, his team to the U.S. Supreme Court on Maine. We were talking about the Secretary of State. That's uh, the easiest case. I know. I, I, that's why. I, yeah. What do you think it means? And and obviously, do you think now the Supreme Court? Do you think they're going to take up these challenges to kick them off? I do. My hope is that it's nine to nothing. I don't know whether it will be or not, um, but it should be. And um, um, but it will be. I think it will be reversed. I can't imagine the Supreme Court allowing state by state to decide who's on the ballot. Remember who wrote the 14th Amendment? It was radical Reconstructionist Republicans following Lincoln. And the last people they wanted to decide who's on the ballot are people from South Mm -hmm. Carolina and Virginia. Those are the Confederate states. They wanted it to be left to Congress. And so Article 5 of the 14th Amendment says Congress, not the states, Congress will have the power to enforce these provisions. And they didn't do anything to enforce the disqualification provision. Professor, anything else on your mind you want to get off your chest? Yeah, you know, uh, Israel is being hauled before the International Criminal Court uh, by South Africa for genocide. Yeah, that, I, when I saw that, I no thought switch. that was a joke. Yeah, we're all laughing of <laughs> no, all places, serious. right? <laughs> it's serious, and, you know, uh, Israel has said it's prepared to defend itself, and, <clears throat> and I hope they do, and um, they have to, you know, fight back. Because if Israel can be found guilty of genocide, so could the United States. By the the way, uh, there is a rumor out there that Netanyahu has asked you to somehow help uh, to uh, defend Israel. Well, I can't comment on that, but it would be, of course, a great honor if I could help Israel. Anyway, if I were 25 years old, old, I'd be in Gaza today uh, with with an Uzi defending Israel 
but I'm 85 years old, and so I don't think any army wants me. But if, if I was 55 I, years old, I'd be running for mayor. I would take either or one of you guys in the fight. I'm telling you. <laughs> Thank you, Alan Dershowitz. Uh, my pleasure. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Professor. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.